You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Before we begin this video, we just want to speak about our new partnership with the mobile sports app called Locker. Locker is a new sports app whose mission it is to centralise premium sports content and put the power in the hands of fans to personalise their world of sport from sources they love and trust. It's recently launched and is available in UK and Irish app stores. It's free to download and it's great for football fans. So ahead of the internationals, give it a download and let us know what you think. We will be announcing more about this partnership in the coming weeks. But you can go, you can list your favourite club, whether it's in the Premier League, whether it's in the Scottish League, whether it's in the League of Ireland. And you can have all your stuff listed in a feed designated to you and you can get push notifications as well to your club. So check it out, it's free to download and the link is in the bio. Hello and welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. I'm delighted to be joined by Hamish from 67hailhail.com um, and we've obviously linked up before when Liam Scales signed for Celtic. Here we are again to get the opposition preview. Hamish, how are you keeping? I'm good Paul, yes, uh, good to be on mate. Looking forward to the game on, on Saturday even more so after last night's result from our point of view. Yeah, well, I suppose um, we're obviously coming into this game, you know, use of one. We were kind of coming into it on a bit of a high from the last time we played you guys and we had a decent result against Ukraine. But I think that's kind of thrown out the window a little bit now off the back of, you know, the results last night. So we're here to kind of get the lowdown from yourself, um, you know. Uh, but just before we get that, do you want to tell people just about your channel, where they can find you, and especially like Celtic fans or Irish fans in general? so they can find you um, and subscribe to you. Yeah, so I do um, 67 Heal Heal uh, YouTube channel. We've got a website that another group of guys um, run really well, I must say, and I do the YouTube section. Um, I'm on pretty much every video chatting about Celtic. We try and bring out daily videos, actually. We've got um, interviews, we do solo videos. Uh, we've got former Celtic players involved in the channel as well. Uh, match reactions, match previews, all that stuff. So um, if you're a, a Celtic fan, I would say we'll, we'll keep this to Celtic fans because if, it, if, it, if you're not a Celtic fan, you may not enjoy the channel quite as much. Um, but you can just search for 67 Hail Hail and you'll see this handsome face looking back at you. Sorry there, the, the mute button went uh, broke on me. Um, but yeah, go and check out uh, 67 Hell Hell uh, after, of course, we do this video. But um, Hamish, coming into this game, how are you feeling? Are you confident? Are you apprehensive? Or what way do you feel? Because like, was, was, were those games of the summer just a blip? And, you know, use it back? Or is it just too hard to say? Or are you just too inconsistent? What was your thoughts? It's just such a weird thing international football because you've you've not really got the the week to week stuff. So you know, going into last night's game, Scotland were were very much in in a pretty pretty kind of poor place. I would say. I mean, the atmosphere last night for for the majority of the game at Hamden probably told its own story. Um, I think you know if if you went back a couple of months prior to. Um, the the last game against Ukraine, our, our crucial World Cup qualifier, we were in a great place. We just won, I think, our last six matches of of the qualification um, group for the the World Cup. We'd beaten Denmark, we'd beaten uh, Israel, we'd gone to Austria and won. Um, you know, really good results. 
and we were going into that that playoff against Ukraine with home advantage and you know Wales waiting in the final and you know the the country was was in a really good place with regards to football people were um, you know, wanting to see the team play, the game against Ukraine sold out in, in almost record time, I think. And then that game was just a, a complete disaster. We just didn't show up at all. They beat us convincingly. Um, in fact, 3-1 was was probably flattering to, to us, to be honest. Um, and that just kind of put everyone, um, you know, back down again and, and not feeling nearly as good about the national team. Um, I think that's always been the, the criticism of this Steve Clark team is that even when they get good results, there's another bad result around the corner. And as much as he's achieved a lot as manager of Scotland, you know, you, you look at the really big moments and the team perhaps haven't done themselves justice, like at Euro 2020, when, you know, I think we should have done much better than getting one point from three matches, especially with two at Hamden and, you know, the Ukraine qualifier. So, um it's a long way of saying that we were in a bad, we we're in a good place, but then went into a bad place, and we're now seemingly after last night in a bit of a better place. But you know, it's one game, and you know, I was pleased with last night. We were great, really, really good performance. But if we don't, you know, take four points uh, from the next couple of matches, or, or at least finish the group on top, then last night was was pretty worthless, to be honest. That that's certainly how I feel. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of similar to where we're coming in off the back of, you know, before we played Hughes and then we obviously got the good result and then all of a sudden everything was rosy again after losing to Armenia, losing to Ukraine, playing Hughes and then getting a draw against Ukraine. And I think it's been a bit like that for Stephen Kenny as well. It's like any time he loses a game or we don't beat like an Azerbaijan and we draw with Azerbaijan, it's like sack the manager. He's not good enough. But when we win a game... He's the Messiah. He's the best thing in the world, you know. Um, just such as the life of uh, fickle football fans. Um, but when you kind of look at it, you know, you're, we're, we're coming into this game and, and it's kind of one of those where we don't know, should we be optimistic playing news? I don't know if you guys are feeling optimistic playing us. I mean, we don't, we don't really have any kind of superstars. Um, there's no one really on our team that's, um, or in our squad even, that's coming into this on really hot form or there's no one really doing amazing in the Premier League or anything like that. So is there anyone that you would actually be looking at and be fearful of us before we kind of come on to the Scottish players? Well, obviously the the, the kind of obvious thing to do would be to look back at, at the last game in, in Dublin and, uh, you know, that was a, that was a horror Horror, you know, afternoon slash evening for us that day. We we just didn't turn up at all. And, and Ireland, to their credit, were great. And and you know everything that Ireland seemed to 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 hit went into the back of the net. And I think it was Obafemi who scored uh, a cracker that day. And um, pr- probably him and and Parrot as well. Uh, the kind of two attacking players would would be the two from the the last game that that causes so so many difficulties. But you know James McLean is another one you you'd probably look at that. We're kind of quite familiar with, and yeah, I mean the Ireland team. When when you actually look at it, uh, you know, player for player, it isn't it isn't as strong as the Scotland team, I would say. But uh, as we found out, you know, in the last game, it's all about you know turning up on, on the day, especially in these kind of these kind of almost international derby matches, if you call them that. It's, it's very much about who turns up and and you know wins that first challenge and and kind of controls the game from that point um 
I, I do remember just thinking back. I've, I've tried to erase that that Dublin game from my memory, but I do remember us getting some opportunities early on in the game from uh, Shane Duffy, uh, especially trying to play out. Obviously, you know I, I'm quite aware of of Shane Duffy. Didn't have a a great time at Celtic at all. Um, so I, I I do wonder, you know, if if that could be something we we could exploit if. If the likes of you know Duffy are, are are playing on Saturday, I'm not actually sure about you know Ireland's injury news or anything like that. So you'll know better than me. But we did press Ukraine very well last night, and and at times you know Ukraine looked completely rattled trying to play out from the back. Um, you know they didn't look like the same team that that we'd played a couple of months earlier. I know they were missing a few players, but we really really rattled them last night uh, at Hamden by pressing them. And I could see similar happening on on Saturday with with Ireland, especially if it's you know players like Duffy and Egan at the back. Yeah, I think um, there's only been one or two injury concerns. I don't think any of them have been defenders, like other than Androm of Amadeli who pulled out. Liam Scales, funny enough, who we actually did the video on, is in in the squad. Mm. Um, but. I'm kind of looking at it and we, yeah, we don't really have any kind of major injury concerns for the first time in a while. Um, Duffy more than likely will play. It's going to be interesting to see what actual defence he goes with because Duffy hasn't been playing at Fulham. Um, but he more or less between himself and Seamus Coleman are generally the captains. Um, if he dropped the two of them, John Egan would probably be the captain. But he's kind of lucky in that sense that so many of our defenders are actually captains, more or less their clubs, like even Darroche at West Brom now as well. So um, we're kind of, that's our best general area is our centre-back positions. We're, we're quite solid in those positions. Um, unfortunately, not that blessed uh, up front. And I think we just got a sprinkle of magic on that day in the Aviva. And I know you want to kind of raise that. But uh, just from your own point of view, you know, looking at your squad, uh, Andy Robertson's missing. I think I saw a tweet. I think it was from you last night saying you're a better team without him anyway. Um, I must say that was a bit of a joke. There was a, a wee punchline right at the end of that tweet um, that a lot of folk have been reading that and I've been getting pelters for it. So it was it was more just my love for Greg Taylor. But I, I do think there's there's a conversation to be had there about Robertson. Okay. Um, well, well, just I suppose from, from your point of view, Nathan Patterson went off injured last night. He's, he's going to be a huge blow for you guys. I, I'm an Everton fan, so he's been excellent so far this season. Started the season really, really well. So uh, I was sad to see him go off. But from an Irish point point of view, probably um, a bit a, a bit more at ease, kind of knowing that he won't be playing against us. So what what's your general consensus and who are the key players that Ireland should be looking out for? I'll come on to key players in a wee second. I mean, just on the right back stuff, Patterson's obviously been doing really well for Everton. Started really well last night as well. Um, then seemed to seemed to kind of jar his knee, making a a kind of forwards challenge in terms of uh, trying to get the ball back uh, high up in the the pitch from Ukraine. Just like I was talking about a minute ago, and as I say, he jarred his knee and was stretchered off. So you know, seems like a a kind of lengthy one for him. Hundred percent, he'll be out of. Saturday, um, Aaron Hickey came on, uh, you know, former Hearts player, went to Italy now with Brentford in England and he was excellent. Uh, for me, you know, I, I know we don't tend to give Man of the Match awards to, to players who have come on as a sub, but I think he was right up there last night for the, the job he did on uh, Mikhailo Mudrik, uh, who's probably Ukraine's best player. Um, and again, had a, a decent game last night in, in spells, but Hickey did a really good job on him. Um, so I, I don't actually think there's 
I don't think there's much between Patterson and Hickey, and I actually don't think you know Anthony Ralston, who's probably our third choice, is too far behind them either. So I don't see Patterson not being available as a, a massive blow. Um, yeah, I mean, Scotland played a slightly different formation last night. We, we played four at the back when we've tended to play five for basically as long as I can remember under Steve Clark. Um, uh, I think basically because Robertson wasn't available, we were, we were kind of forced into it. Kieran Tierney at, at left back with Hendry and, and McKenna in the middle and it just seemed to work, you know, really, really well. Tierney was excellent on that left side, which I think has led loads of people to have this feeling that, yeah, Andy Robertson's this amazing player and he's been so good for Liverpool for years and, you know, in terms of Scottish players and, and what he's achieved, he's, he's probably right up there in terms of the last, you know, 20, 30 years. But are we a stronger team with him in or out of the team? And, and are we a stronger team with Kieran Tierney at left-back rather than him? And I think there's a fair argument that, that we are based on last night. I thought Tierney was brilliant. So for me, Kieran Tierney would, would be a key player tomorrow night. I know that's you know unfashionable being a left-back, but he's so involved in the game. He has the ability to to go you know down the wing, direct run, and he also has a really good kind of diagonal pass on him to a, a Lyndon Dykes or a Stuart Armstrong or someone like that. So he's a key player. McTominay was one of our better players last night. Um, and John McGinn, obviously, is, is an obvious guy worth talking about as well. He scored the opening goal when it looked like we weren't going to find a way to, to score. We'd missed so many good chances. And McGinn popped up, as he often does, with, with goals. He scored so many big goals for us uh, over the last three years. So he would be a key player I'd be looking at as well. Um, there were so many of them last night. I mean, Callum McGregor had a solid game. Che Adams did did well. But the one problem with Che Adams is he, he doesn't tend to score many goals. And I just wonder if Dykes will maybe start on, on Saturday, given that he came on and scored a double, both from corners. Um, you know, as I say, McTominay was good. The subs that came on, you know, offered something as well. So... Scotland are going into this game in a, a really good place, is what I'm saying. And I just think, you know, I'm assuming Saturday night against Ireland, Hamden's going to be pretty full, um, if not sold out on Saturday. And I, I think it could be, you know, with, with maybe a bit of revenge in our minds as well, it could be a really t tough game for you guys. Yeah, well, kind of the more you talk about it, the more kind of I, I am actually more sceptical. I was kind of coming into this, and I, I did a podcast um with with some scots there i think it was the scottish football show it was called uh the other day and they were kind of coming into this really worried that uh scotland weren't going to show up and and this and that and this was obviously before the ukraine game so i think the ukraine games kind of put a spanner in the works for for everybody because i think scottish fans who were pessimistic are now optimistic and now irish fans are kind of like very weary of you know that Scotland are coming into this on, on good form. They've got a good win against a good side under their belts. And I think it kind of comes back to that thing. You know, it's like a derby game. Although there is good blood and there is kind of good uh, a good atmosphere and everything that between the Scottish fans and the Irish fans. And there's no real hatred towards each other. But I think, you know, on the pitch, there is that, you know, that battle that has to be won. And I do think in the midfield, we won that battle in the Aviva. I think that came down to making a couple of changes in midfield, like taking Jeff Hendrick out and putting Jason Malumbi in, who loves getting stuck in and getting involved. Um, whereas I think the same thing could be said for this one. It's it's it could be one in the midfield, but then again, you've got, as you said, players like Kieran Tierney and Hickey coming in there, who maybe 
Irish fans wouldn't be well obviously they'll be familiar with Tierney but not so familiar with Hickey um, you know uh, Callum McGregor we obviously know how, how good he can be as well when he wants to be and um, you know Lyndon Dykes I don't know too much about him he took his goal as well um, there seems to be a bit of hype about him now at the minute um, Che Adams he kind of reminds me of Callum Robinson in a way it's like sometimes he'll turn up and score more often than not he's, he's just kind of just a handful for the opposition that's the one thing we're we're really lacking in our team is a, a real you know prolific forward um who, who can take our chances i mean the the chances we created last night in the, the second half there was a spell of i think five or six minutes when we could have scored four or five goals armstrong had a header uh sorry he had a shot straight at the keeper he then had a header where he just had to be braver and he would have scored she adams then had two in about um like 15 seconds, you know, both of them should have been goals, both headers, one hits the bar, one saved by the keeper. And it felt like one of those nights, it was almost getting to kind of the, the, the point when everyone was just kind of laughing at how unfortunate it was Scotland hadn't scored. So people might look at that score last night and see the minutes of the goals. I think it was uh, 70, 80, 87 and think, oh, you got a bit fortunate there, 3-0 probably flatters you. 3-0 did not flatter Scotland last night. The chances that we had, we we should have scored, you know, four or five at least. I think we had over 20 shots against a, a decent Ukraine side last night. So I think if it's that Scotland that turn up on Saturday, you know, I think it'll be a really tough game for Ireland. But yeah, it has it has to be that Scotland again. Um, you know, when you go back to that game in Dublin, we, as I said earlier, we had just lost to to Ukraine and. I think that it just it felt as if those kind of we'd gone from being so close to qualifying for a World Cup, you know, 180 minutes away from doing that, to then just back to the Nations League and and looking miles away from even getting to a playoff. Whereas I feel it now like a bit of a little hangover maybe from the yeah it was a, it was yeah I mean it was it was a bit of a kind of uh, after show that, that that wasn't very good and and all the emotion that that, that Ukraine game had taken out of of the team, the support, you, you could feel that. And, you know, I'm not taking away from Ireland's performance that day because you were great, but we we really did struggle that day, I think, to, to get ourselves up for that one for whatever reason. Whereas now I look at it and, you know, we're realistically you know, in a really good position. We could go into the game on Saturday uh, knowing that a victory guarantees us top in the group. Uh, if Ukraine dropped points in the earlier game, I think they're away to Armenia. Um, if that was to happen, we, we'd have the chance to top the group on Saturday night. That obviously means, you know, a playoff at bare minimum for, for the upcoming Euros in Germany. It means we'd be promoted to Division A of the the Nations League, um, potentially give us a chance to qualify for the 2028 Euros as well. So it's it's a big week for Scotland. It's it's a big opportunity over these next two games. And, and that's what I said at the start. Last night can't just be a one-off result and then we kind of fall short again. It ha- we have to We have to see this one through. Um, I mean, two draws does it for us, which is an interesting thing. I think one of my pals said somewhere that three points doesn't guarantee us top in the group because we could beat Ireland and then lose to Ukraine and finish second. But if we get two points, we're guaranteed to to top the group, which is a weird kind of scenario. But I think three points on Saturday uh, and then you go into the game and it's not in Ukraine, the game in uh, Poland, knowing that if you avoid defeat, you've topped the group. Yeah, but I suppose there's a lot to take in there. Um, 
it's going to come down to it on Saturday. But usually, what I do is I usually end on you know a prediction how you're kind of feeling. How you can do head over heart, uh, head over heart, or or vice versa, or both. Whatever you want to do. It's difficult. Uh, Lots of Irish family, so I don't want to upset them too much. But um, equally, I need to I need to stay strong here. I think uh, I do think Scotland will win. Uh, I don't think it will be you know, as, as one-sided as last night's game was or the, the game in Dublin was. I'll go for a, a, a kind of 2-1 Scotland victory. I think most Irish fans are usually going to go for our famous 1-1 one all win, they seem to call it, whenever we draw one all because... A lot of the time it feels like a win, but I think either a draw or a, or a win for you, for you guys is um, is is you know optimistic then for the Ukraine game. But uh, I think we'll be just looking to to end the the Nations League with two wins. I think that's in an ideal scenario. That's what we need to do. I think for Stephen Kenny's sake, um, Ireland need to win the next two games. Otherwise, fans are going to be on his back as well. So there's, there is that kind of added pressure of that too. And you know, um, I'm I'm from being in the press conferences this week. The Irish lads are prepared for, um, you know, revenge from the Scottish team. So they know that you know the Scots will be coming out all guns blazing, trying to get the results. So listen, may the best team win. Um, again, I might just get you to call out your socials and, and tell people where they can follow you before I let you go. Yeah, well, I'm on Twitter uh, at Hamish Carton and uh, sixty seven Hill Hill. Yeah, thanks for that. Sixty seven Hill Hill is on a. Uh, Twitter as well. We are at 67HillHill and check out the YouTube as well. Got there on you again. Um, Well, listen, Hamish, uh, thanks very much for your time. And uh, yeah, um, we're going to be over there. I know you're not going to actually be in Scotland, but we'll keep that hush hush. Um, Thanks very much for your time. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, Hamish's channel it's very good and as he mentioned you know he has ex-Celtic players and so on there on the channel regularly as well contributing so um, check him out don't forget to like the video don't forget to subscribe and uh, yeah Hamish made the best team win on Saturday I will speak to you soon The IFF TV Podcast presented by Paul Nealon like, rate and subscribe <laughs>